took quite a while to download, didn't it, Master Rewinders? And why do we take time to download, Rewinders? So you can listen to this episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Reflux capacitor. Fluxing. Crew. Stations. Scanning for Batman Begins. 2005. Prepare to rewind in 3, 2, 1. Welcome, Rewinders and new listeners to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and games from 15 or more years ago. I'm your captain of the pod, Francisco Ruiz. I'm joined by your exo and mind, and mine, Paul, the master interrupter powers. It's not who I am underneath, but what I do that defines me. That's great. Also, for this discussion of the film Batman Begins, we welcome aboard for the first time. He's an English teacher in China and a comic book fan, Reed Benson. Hello. Hello, Prepare Reed. to be disappointed. <laughs> I mean, happy to be here. <laughs> I'm glad we have a comic book fan to rewind, I mean, to review this movie. Indeed, indeed. And now that you have a quick flyby of who we are, Paul, can you give us a quick overview of the production specs for Batman Begins? Here it is. All right. Now, that was so quick. (laughs) So quick. So quick. All right. Batman Begins was released June 15th, 2005. And it's not June 2020 yet. Oh, so this isn't 15 years. We go by the years, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Sorry. It was released June 15th, 2005. It runs 20 minutes over the two-hour mark. Wow. It was rated PG-13. It was directed by Christopher Nolan. The lead stars are Christian Bale, Michael Caine, and Katie Holmes. The music was composed by Hans Zimmer. And are you ready for the box office game? Ooh, I'm ready. All right, box office numbers. Here we go for Batman Begins. Batman Begins was made for a whopping $150 million. Jeez. And earned almost $360 million in the box office worldwide. Whoa. So, given this and the fact that there are currently 13 Batman movies to hit the box office, how high do you think it ranks among the other 13 Batman movies? Hmm. Reed, what do you think? 13. Does this count Justice League? It does not, but it does count Batman v Superman. Oh, uh, okay. I, okay, I assumed as much. Uh, does it count? Batman begins among the 13. Uh, uh, it, does sorry. it count what? I was going to say, does it count Mask of the Phantasm in there? It does. Oh, okay, okay. But it doesn't Ooh. count Suicide Squad or the latest Harley Quinn movie. Okay. So what do you think, Reed? Um, hmm. I don't know. Let's say three. Three? Well, Geek Devotions in chat agrees with you with three. Also, Lesty for short says five. Dale in chat says four. And I'm going to lowball it with seven. Ooh. So, Paul, what is the answer? So, the answer is six. Oh, so, it's a tie between me and Lesty, I think. Yes. Wow. So close. It's close to number one for me. Wow. Um, well, you did not agree with the box office, but good job, Ryan. <laughs> awesome. Number two. Yeah, what, what does money know? <laughs> yeah, number two is the latest Joker movie. 
Oh, really? Okay. I, I won't just, tell you what I, number one or number three is, just in case we review them in the next few years. I, hint, hint. I didn't. <laughs> the latest Joker movie counts on there. I okay. didn't know Batman was in the. Oh, I haven't seen the Joker, so. Or Joker. Maybe it's not. That's what's weird. It's like they count the Joker, but not Harley Quinn. I don't know. Uh, I or don't know either. Yeah. Which he's actually in. Yes. Very, very good. Well, regardless of who and who is not in Batman movies. <laughs> Thank you for those factoids, Paul. And let's see if any of them yeah. factor into our memory mind meld or our subsequent roundtable discussion, which we'll get into once Alice has located our target film. Alert! Alert! Approaching target. Spoilers incoming. Establishing analysis vector. I seek the means to fight injustice. Turn fear against those who prey on the fearful. Master Wayne, been a long time. So, what do you think? Does it come in black? Whether or not it comes in black, I don't know if that really matters so much for our memories i mean maybe we remember remembered it came in pink but let's find out what uh, we beat me to it collectively <laughs> remembered <laughs> batman's doing mary Kay, guys it's amazing <laughs> um let's see what we collectively remembered in our memory mind melt synopsis for batman begins young bruce wayne falls down the hole and his dad has to be lowered down to get him later older bruce wants to kill the guy but dawson's creek girl stops him Ex-newsy cowboy <laughs> runs away from Santa Fe <laughs> and trains with Qui-Gon Jinn to learn a particular set of skills. <laughs> then returns to Gotham and begins Batmaning. Scarecrow gets a taser to the face and goes from scary to pathetic in a split second. Finally, Aslan is the real bad guy? What? I, I mean, <laughs> sure, some of that made sense, but some of it was... Incepted. But based on those memories, as somewhat flawed as they were, let's talk about what we predicted this movie would be before we, we rewatched it. Uh, classic, tragic, or nostalgic. Uh, Reed, what was your prediction for Batman Begins? My prediction was classic. Classic. Because I remember I really liked it back in the day, and pretty much everybody around me said, This is the best Batman movie ever. Whoa. I just had a just had one of my coworkers recently tell me that he considered it the definitive Batman in his eyes. Like that it was the only Batman that he counted. Wow. That's the, the, not... the series, not just that one. But you must okay. not read much. <laughs> <laughs> I can't speak to that. You have to read? It's like a baby's toy. Uh Paul, what is <laughs> your prediction for Batman Begins? Who, me? Yes, you, Paul. Oh, okay. I predicted tragic, tragic because wow, yeah. And for me, I like Reed predicted classic. I remember really liking this, though it had been a quite a while since I'd rewatched it. It'll be interesting to see if those predictions come true. But first, let's get into our discussion of the things we liked most about Batman Begins. Let's spin up our best three. All right, let's start with our guest, Reed. What's the one thing you liked about Batman Begins? Uh, one thing I liked about it was the 
the buildup of the relationship between Bruce and Thomas Wayne in the early goings, the young mm. child Bruce Wayne, and it showed his relationship to his father. So it gave at least his father, if not also his mother, she didn't do a whole lot, but it sort of gave more of a, a face and a personality and a character to Thomas Wayne, mm-hmm. which I don't, I don't think any of the other movies or I don't recall if they got, if they ever got much into him in Batman, the animated series. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it. other than when they didn't, they do the, the else world where Thomas Wayne was Batman, right? That was in flashpoint movie. That was in flashpoint. Yeah. I don't know my things, guys. Okay, fine, so, well, whatever. That was considerably later, but they, yeah, they did that. They okay. did, and they made a movie of that. Oh, okay. anyway, yeah. So in this one, you know, you got to see him interact with his father, and you got to see how compassionate and caring his father was, and um, almost to the point of, this is too perfect. I don't think I believe this, but <laughs> maybe. Well, they only know. showed the highlights. They didn't but, show like the go your room, yeah. Bruce, and the. Well, I, I, I could. Also forgive it because it's like it's from Bruce Wayne's point of view, and so he saw his father as perfect. So, uh, right, yeah, oh, know. that's a good point. Yeah, um, you know what? That that. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, I thought that uh, having having that early stuff lends lends even more to you know spoiler alert his parents being murdered. <laughs> What? And, <laughs> his parents being murdered and like the meaning behind it. Oh, yeah, somebody says it happened in the Grey Ghost. Oh, yes. Thank you, Enthusiast. Yeah, in the Grey Ghost episode or movie. Yeah. I haven't seen that. I've seen a lot of the animated series, but not the whole thing. So some of them, like that episode, I never saw. Um, oh, the Grey Ghost one is the classic. Because that's what I hear. Left. That's what I hear. Everyone tells me that, but I've, yeah, I've never seen it. Uh, I will say though, uh, going off yours is one of the things I liked. And it's, it's revolves mainly around how Bruce reacts and responds to his parents' death. It felt what them dying in this one felt way more tragic. I think because you got to know at least his dad, Thomas Wayne, a little bit mm-hmm. more. It felt way more tragic in this one than it did in Batman 1989, where it yeah. felt kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, you need to know this to know why he's doing what he's doing, but it's it's very surface level, as opposed to this one, I felt like, oh, this is really intense, and I, I totally get why it impacted you so much. Yeah. So, oh, and when they show, when he showed the pearls that he was going to give his wife, that's just like, oh, yeah, like, I know, <laughs> yeah, that, yes, yeah, for everyone, anyone who knows the story, certainly, yeah. Um, Okay, awesome. Uh, Paul, what's something you liked about this film? I know you have very few, Mr. I Predicted oh, Tragic. I have my my top three. Okay. Well, give me one of your number three. Number three is I really like the fact that it touches on a lot of deep themes of the crime and poverty and oh, corruption. Yeah. There's yeah, a yeah. lot of good discussions. And, that, and I shouldn't say discussions. They're not lengthy discussions, but there's a lot of good lines. Even... Um, like the whole idea of uh, trying to live in harmony and what the different ideas of what justice means, even though I think they're completely wrong, at least they, you know, <laughs> try to bring it up. <laughs> yeah, it's good fodder for discussion. Like, oh, do you yeah. really think justice works like that? I don't know. Yeah. But it, it does go into yeah. poverty and corruption and crime a lot more than most movies do that are about poverty and crime. Yeah. 
Totally. That's, and that's cool that, that it makes it feel all the more grounded, I think, because it does that. Right. Um, uh, Reed, let's go back to you. What's something else you liked? All right. Next on my list, uh, the car chase. Oh, the big yeah. car chase scene. Um, it's not a car, it's a tank. <laughs> but the cars are doing the chasing. And oh, helicopter. yes. Good point. Um, there. But yeah, that, I mean, I found that scene to be very engaging and entertaining as, um, Perhaps in what's the word improbable, as some of it may come off as. How um, how does it go to stealth mode? How do they see it and then not see it? But hey, we'll get there. Okay. <laughs> That's part of it. Um, but the just like the the camera cuts and like the quick jumping into the police car to hear a police officer say like I've got him or yeah, see yeah, him yeah. or you know who is this guy and stuff like that. And I mean it's kind of I mean it's kind of cliche now in a lot of movies, but. Just watching this movie sort of a bit nostalgic and, and I'm not going to say it did it first, but it gripped me. Yeah. It, it's still, it's still it very much me on works. the edge of my seat. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Uh, Paul, let's go back to you with something else you liked. Okay. I'm not the biggest fan of Hans Zimmer. He did a good job with. Like the, well, like the opening credits and the whole, and even some of the the more intense scenes. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very good, uh, upbeat music. Yeah. I mean, he's no Danny Elfman. Or Danny <laughs> Batman, oh man! I would argue there's no melody in it at all. But what? That totally melody. That's fine. Oh. I said I would argue, but I'm not going to. All right. All right. All right. But so, so even though this is you're not a fan of Hans Zimmer, you still thought he did a a, a decent job. That's one of your like a good job. Oh, okay, okay, good awesome. And through parts of it, yes. So Paul, so the the music, sound, that's something you liked. I, on the other side of that uh, audio and visual pairing, I really thought the way that they represented how the fear gas, how it affected people, how they visualized that was really well done like the constant vibrations and and how how different people hallucinate different things i thought that was a really great way to sort of go inside the the mind's eye of whoever whoever they wanted you to focus on as seeing different things speaking of which what do you think the scarecrow was afraid of like a black uh, oh like a golem or something i want to say but yeah i i'm not sure what do you think reed like spitting out black you know mud i'm scared of tar i remember watching that like watching that movie first time and i saw you know when people see the scarecrow and he's got like the worms or maggots crawling out of his face it's like ooh. but then like when scarecrow gets gassed i'm like oh what's he gonna be afraid of and it's just like it's batman but he's covered in the suit entirely and he like he needs a tissue or something. Yeah, I wish they explored it a little bit more because I would be fascinated to see what he's scared of and then what they were trying to do with that. But maybe they're trying to be vague or something. Yeah, I wonder, could it be like, no, I was going to say maybe gargoyle-esque, but it didn't really look like I would think a gargoyle would look. So. But yeah, I, I agree. Gargoyle. I didn't think of that one. They had a good. They had a good concept of fear and showing fears, and I think they they established. No, not the, the 
What, what's the right word? They visualize. That's the word. Yeah, I, I guess with. so. Yeah, because it's 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 yeah. Visualize is a good word. It's one thing to write down. Oh, we're gonna see what they're afraid of, but to actually do it in the way they did, I think they did a good job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Glowing uh, eyes, glowing mouth. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. <clears throat> and man, that horse with the with the flames coming out. I thought that was just such a cool <laughs> look. A literal nightmare. All right, guys. Well, Should have seen that one. <laughs> just tee it up, knock it out of the park. Uh, now let's get into our classic makers, the things we really loved about Batman Begins. And let's begin once more with Reed. What do you love about Batman Begins, Reed? My classic maker was the comeuppance that all the different villains got oh um, okay that, like villains in movies especially really you know audacious or really strong villains um really need to get their comeuppance in some way and i thought like pretty much all the bad guys of, on every level mm-hmm. got it in this one from falcone who got his rather early yeah in the film because when, when Bruce Wayne comes and talks to him and he's just really arrogant, like, you can't touch me, you can't do anything to me. Mm-hmm. And then he, ends up, you know, ends up Boy. in the slammer. Even, even when he's in the, in the room with Crane, he still thinks he's got everything under control until, like, boom, he's a, you know, blithering madman. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then, of course, Crane gets the aforementioned taser to the face. So, yes. <laughs> um, and then, of course, the main villain, Ra's al Ghul. He, he, not only does he get, you know, crushed with the train, but you get to see his face before where he closes his eyes like, dang it. Yeah, yeah right. Like, you got me. And then, and then the, and then maybe the big one, the last one, um, what's the character's name? Earl or Earl's, the guy that Rutger Hauer plays. The, oh, yeah, the, the CEO uh, of Wayne Enterprises. When he, when he comes in and he finds out that he's basically been, Fired. The company, and he's been fired the same way that he fired uh, Lucius. Yes, and, it's like, and he he, he almost has that look on his face at the end of like, yeah, he got me the way. Like you know, this is poetic justice for me, I guess. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So yeah. Then uh, from chat we have uh, some. Uh, let's see. Dale says, I liked how fear was the underlying theme in the movie. Yeah, that's that's a good point. From Batman or Bruce to um, what the scarecrow used to, and, and to sort of, or Raja Ghoul and the League of Shadows used to sort of try to decimate the city. Yeah, that's a really interesting point. And his classic maker was the shot of Batman staying the rooftop like a steeple. I like the Batman poses. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then Geek Devotion says, best part of this podcast is Reed's vocabulary. He's risen the IQ base needed to listen. Oh, I, thank you. Yeah, thanks for that, Geek Devotion. <laughs> I mean, I'm Yay. glad you're complimenting Reed, but what does that say about me and Paul? <laughs> oh, no, I'm thanking Reed. Thank you for elevating oh, the show. Oh, 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 yes. <laughs> Thank you, Reed. Pre- very much appreciate it. Oh, goodness. Okay. Well, so, I am full of hot air. So. <laughs> How are you full of hot air? What are you, a balloon? <laughs> ask, ask the people who I talk to a lot, I guess. Oh, okay. Uh, well, who'd you talk to? Let me get their phone numbers and I'll call. No, just can't. I'm Long Batman. Distance. I'm the world's China, remember. greatest detective. I can find them on my own. Let's get back to classic makers. Let's okay. go with uh, Paul. My classic maker is the concept of fear 
also. Oh, okay. Because uh, this being an origin movie of Batman, mm-hmm. and it, it's focusing on uh, Batman in the origin of Batman. The reason why he becomes Batman is because he wants to instill fear into the hearts of criminals. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was great how they played on that and yeah. used that to say, okay, if you want to instill invoke fear you have to conquer your own fears first and yeah. so there's a lot of uh that whole con the, the whole concept and how they dealt with fear i thought was fantastic for a batman origin mm-hmm. it's so cool when a movie can uh, take a theme and approach it from so many different uh avenues so many different perspectives uh because otherwise i think it'd be pretty plain and yeah like okay you're afraid okay you're afraid everyone's afraid we get it but the way that uh, Christopher Nolan and the his right. writing partner David S. Goyer uh, job. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wrote this film. I thought they did a really great job on making it very interesting, regardless of how they were communicating the theme of fear. Uh, but that's not my classic maker. My classic maker is actually just the dynamic between Michael Caine and Christopher uh, Christian Bale as uh, uh, uh was Bruce it Wayne. Alfred Pennyworth and um, wow. and uh, Bruce Wayne? I just really, really enjoyed their interplay. The I don't know is and is really touching how you could see in Michael Caine's eyes how he didn't want he he was sad that he had to fill the role of father, but he was still up to the task and willing to do it and loved Bruce uh, after after the funeral and stuff. So I I just really enjoyed their relationship. Cool, sir. Yeah, that's good. That's good. You still haven't given up on me, Francisco? Never. <laughs> <laughs> so those were our classic makers for Batman Begins. But wait, <sighs> it's coming. I know it is. All right. You know what? I did forget one other thing I liked. I knew it. <laughs> you think it must be a problem. Like, I think I'm afraid of sharing four likes, I think that's what this is. It's a fear thing. It's a phobia. A, a phobia, yes, that's a good name for it. But alas, I have to say that one more thing I liked is Helix Reviews. David Arrington is the host of the Helix Reviews podcast. In every episode, he breaks down what he does and doesn't like about the movies, video games, or comics he's reviewing, and also discuss, discusses the themes, messages, and ideas they portray. You can find Helix Reviews on your favorite podcast catcher or at helixreviews.blogspot.com. Helix the cat, the wonderful, wonderful cat. <laughs> I think that's he Cliff nice. the cat, Paul. <laughs> what does uh, Helix Reviews have to do with Batman Begins? You don't know? N- n- no. He covers Wait, did you, comics did he- and talks about movies. This is a comic book movie. He's oh. probably usually pretty quick on these, but uh, pretty sure he's he surely talked about this movie at some point too. He's talked about a lot of movies. Yeah, see, I, I'm sure he has, and I, I, I'm sure if I was a better Batman, I would have gone and checked that. But regardless, <laughs> so much for world's greatest detective. <laughs> <laughs> he's playing the Adam West Batman right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm waiting for Robin to to solve it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or Penny from Inspector Gadget. Anyway. <laughs> so is that a good enough tie-in tie in for you, Paul? Yeah, definitely. But you know what I'm looking for? 
Uh, uh, trivia. trivia. All right, some trivial fun. Oh, okay, boy. here we go, guys. Did you all realize that Christian Bale said that he became interested in playing Batman after a friend of his loaned him the graphic novel Arkham Asylum by Grant Morrison and Dave, Dave McKean uh, in 2000? So after he read it, he told his agent that if anyone was making another Batman movie, he wanted in. Nice. So ah. I, I realized that. I thought that was really cool. It's always cool when someone be, is a fan of what they're going to be in. Like I, so I think a, a recent example of that is Henry Cavill. Cavill was yeah. a fan of the Witcher series, and now he's in the Witcher, obviously. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. My Really, what you guys want to know is my question to you, which is... <clears throat> What was the last comic book or graphic novel you read, and what character from it would you want to play on screen? What the hell? <laughs> why, why are you asking me such weird questions? Because that's what, what was I the do. the last comic book? Oh, my gosh. Doesn't matter who goes first here. No, uh, no. you can't. Go for it, it's been, it's been years since I used to read them all the time, and now I, I, ha- I can't remember the last time I read one. All right, I'm not sure. I I read a bunch, of course, but I don't read a lot of recent things. Um, golly, the last one I finished was from Valiant Entertainment. I don't know if you know Valiant Comics. Oh yeah, that's back in the day. Yeah, I, well, this, I is, don't. this is one of this is in their newer, their reboot. Oh okay. More recent, but not not like like in the last few years. Anyway, I read uh, Unity. No, Exo Manowar. Exo Man oh, yeah, of War. Yeah, yeah. Sure, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, if I could play anybody in there in a movie, oh gosh. Well, let's see. Who would I want to play versus who am I most suited to play? Who would you want right. to play? Of Doesn't matter. I, I would oh. want to play Arik of Dacia wearing the cool armor and blowing everything up. Yeah. Sweet. I don't know who that is. Some random bystander who gets blown up. <laughs> Find yeah. that guy. <laughs> nice. Uh, Paul, how about, how about you? I think the last comic series that I read was Jake Scott Campbell's uh, short run of his Danger Girl series. I oh, okay. Re- I reread that because I have the collection of that. Um, and what character from it would you want to play um, on screen? What do you mean? What character would I want to play yeah. on screen? Christian Bale wanted to play Batman after reading a Batman comic. I was going to be in that series. Um, I don't know if you've ever read that series, but it's basically like James Bond, but they're played by females in bikinis. So um, I would have to go for like a Stanley kind of cameo kind of thing. I wouldn't play Stanley, but some guy like on screen cameo. Okay. I don't, I, I, yeah, I don't really fit a role in that. Fair. All right. <laughs> Good to know. For me, the last one I actually read was way back when we read uh, the Flash, be- what was it? The Flash Beginnings or oh, yeah. Mark Wade's Flash yeah. graphic novel collection. Rebirth? And- no, I don't think no, it was Rebirth. Oh, no, older than that, probably. Yeah. But anyways, from that, I would play probably <clears throat> the, um, not not Barry. Who's the one that comes after Barry? Wally West. Wally West. Yeah, I'd play that Flash. Nice. Not, not Bart. 
I don't know who Bart is. Who's Bart? He's Bart, younger. And Bart's yes. the one who comes after Wally. Okay, no. I, I like the Wally West storylines in that comic yeah. that I read. So I play. I would be Wally West. Nice. Because I'm totally, totally look like him. Yeah, you're the fastest man oh, alive. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, when we when we signed on, you know, I thought, oh, hey, there's Wally West. Oh, <laughs> took me a moment. Wow. Fitting image. Uh, so from chat, yeah. we have a few. Uh, Dale says, it's already happened now, but the power of Shazam. Uh, but right now, I'll go with Space Ghost. Like, oh. you'd be in, is there a Space oh, yeah. Ghost comic book? Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah, had yeah. no idea. That's funny. Uh, yeah, fairly recent. And Hicks, so Hicks claimed in chat that he was in uh, a Batman, uh, in a Batman movie, but it was like a high school production of a Batman movie. So he got oh. me. He got me, Hicks. Wow. <laughs> Dark little jealous. <laughs> Spider-Man right? was all jealous of Batman. Yes, indeed. But, so that was some fun trivia. It's a fun game to learn more about you guys. Great trivia, Francisco. It Thanks, reminds Paul. me of Robin. <laughs> holy, <laughs> holy, <laughs> holy trivial pursuit, Batman. Yes. There you go. All right. Great trivia, Francisco. And I have the answer to our last audience question which again was what tommy lee jones movie would you want us to cover on the podcast so share who answered correctly and roll for who gets gifts of we will so we had uh two answers uh two people wrote in with correct answers uh one was chris of saturday night live jeopardy where he's like you can write anything. <laughs> Any, write down anything Any. you want to review. And they just like write blank stuff, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> two people wrote in, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris uh, suggested uh, he wants us to cover Under Siege, which is like Tommy Lee Jones versus mm-hmm. Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal. And then uh, I'll get the other one here. And then Enthusiast Podcast said U.S. Marshals. With Tommy Lee Jones versus Robert Downey Jr., so nice. awesome. So we're gonna. Oh yeah, I forgot he was in that. Spin for those two guys, and we'll bring that up on screen here. Just a second. When so you said U.S. Marshals. I was thinking Man of the House, where uh, Tommy Lee Jones is surrounded by these. I haven't seen. Okay, can I spin the thing? <laughs> I don't know. Can you? I was waiting for you. I here thought I would be like, there. Here we go. Spinning it, and the winner is David Enthusiast. Right. So. Congratulations, uh, David slash enthusiast, who's here in chat now. So we will Woo-hoo! give you'll be getting a free uh, gifted sub to our Twitch channel, unlocking our what? emotes and access to our um, our uh, bonus episodes. If I could get on the horn and actually release those, geez, from this Anyway, thank you so much uh, for all you who wrote in. Now, here's this episode's listener's question. Are you all ready? I'm ready. Actually, it's more of a riddle this time. Bring up the Riddler. Wrong movie. (laughs) Well, it's related-esque. Anyway. Esque. (laughs) At RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 1114, you can listen to... 1114? That's 1014 you just said. Oh. 114. There you one, go. One, you have four. to go to the future. To look for it. <laughs> really? yeah. Sorry. In 114, you can listen to our review of 1994's The Lion King. Mm-hmm. Answer for us how Batman Begins sounds like The Lion King. 
Ooh, interesting. Send your answers to to that question to trivia at retrorewindpodcast.com. By the time we record our next episode, which this time actually only gives you a week because we very possibly will be recording our next episode next week. So All act right. fast. You will actually, when this is released, everyone not here live, you only have a few days. So get to it. Trivia get at retrorewindpodcast.com with uh, how the Lion King, uh, so how Batman Begins sounds like The Lion King. Now that we've had some trivial fun, let's find out what memories you, our awesome rewinders, have about Batman Begins. And I'll start us off. SVB underscore lip gloss underscore jockey said, I love the movie. I saw it in IMAX on the Navy Pier in Chicago. It was summer and it was hot. The entire movie was great. Wow. So I where it was filmed. That's cool. Oh, oh yeah. I guess so, huh? <laughs> Dirty Steve 40 says, I remember absolutely loved this film from beginning to end. Begin, get it, beginning, uh, anyway. Uh, uh, While I was living in Nashville, Tennessee at the time, I saw it eight times in the theater. Man, they took your money, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it reignited my passion for comics and the way I see action films today. Oh, cool. Taking a superhero and grounding it in reality was so simple, but so well done. Who knew Nolan would kill it so well? My only gripe about the film was the fight scenes were filmed up so close sometimes. Other than the darker tone, I can't wait for my kids to watch it when they grow up because it still holds up 15 years later. If only Nolan could have used this storyline in Batman in Justice League movies. There is... Oh, he made he didn't make it in Justice League. Anyway, no, I think he... he used, I wish he they could have carried this Batman that Nolan created over into those movies, I think is what uh, Oh, okay. I, that makes sense. There is still hope for a Green Lantern movie. There already was one. Also, James <laughs> Harlan changed the way I looked. Burn, Brad Reynolds. Review of this trilogy. Hashtag. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Imagodi? Sure. I, I don't know. Uh, Stephen Forster says, Swear to me. For me, uh, this was the definitive live-action movie that got Batman just right. The Dark Knight built upon it to make the next movie even better, but this was where the awesomeness started. Christian Bale was an excellent Batman, minus half a point for the weird gravel voice, and he was one of the elite few actors to nail a good performance as both Batman and Bruce Wayne. Liam Neeson was pretty much perfect as Ra's al Ghul. I loved the, his take on the character. The Hans Zimmer score was excellent as well. It rounded out the movie quite nicely. Kevin Joshua Burnham, I won't try to do his accent like Francis <laughs> The first Batman movie was really loved. <laughs> Go for it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin. The first Batman movie I really loved. Amazed of, at how... If I could read, that'd be great. Amazed of how much he made... Uh, he made Batman a much more believable character and applied some of the real science along with uh, talk, taking liberties at not-so-true-science tech. The subtle British humor is something I've enjoyed and more mature tone of the story is uh, grandly appreciated. Also cool to finally get Scarecrow finally in the Batman movie. The score is brilliantly <laughs> well done by Hans Zimmer. And if you want to check out the titles of the songs on the album, it spells something any fan would love to discover. Finally, if you watch a certain scene there in Gotham City Hotel, you'll see me at the dinner table as an extra. Okay, I wasn't here, but I wished I was on the film set. 
Ricky Lambert said is and wait, wait. Sorry, once more for that, Kevin. It's Paul's fault. <laughs> okay, yeah. Sorry, the Dapper Man. Anyway, Ricky <laughs> Lambert says, is this the one that shows how Batman begins? Uh, uh, uh. No, it's not. Wow. Oh, wait, yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, Jordan McDaniel says, I love Taken. <laughs> <laughs> Wardale White says, after Batman and Robin, I didn't know what to expect, but I remember having a great time watching it on the big screen. Then every other weekend for two years later, thanks to either TNT, AMC, or FX, at least till the sequel came, I also remembered wondering if Liam Neeson was truly old Ra's al Ghul, or mm. just the top lackey, Ducard. One batastic flick. Branson Boykin says, the entire trilogy did an excellent job of exploring the idea of what if Batman were real? What would that look like? I still think Burton's Batman was the best comic book adaptation, but Batman Begins gave it a new level of realism that I greatly appreciated and enjoyed. David Garner says it's it's the one where Qui-Gon Jinn was the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're right. Uh, LJ Lowry says, Have, having watched the trilogy again recently, this one is my favorite of the three. Oh, wow. All right, Dallas, your comment got here after all. <laughs> Dallas Panda Marshall Mora says, I remember enjoying this as a reboot to the franchise. Bale gave a great performance as the Dark Knight, but I felt like his Bruce was missing something. Maybe a wallet? I don't know. I also remember the very short Batman video game. Stealth was a big part of the game, but when you made Batman crouch to walk slowly, it just looked like he was walking around trying to find a bathroom <laughs> while prairie dogging. I also remember not liking how they did Raj. Seemed cheap to me. Mm, interesting. Well, well, uh, Dallas's comment I think leads us right into our the things we didn't like about Batman Begins. So it's time for our worst three. Uh, worst three things we didn't like. Let's begin with uh, Paul this time. What's one thing? I know you have a ton, oh but what's one thing you didn't like about Batman Begins? All right. Let me see here. Going through my notes. Okay. This is the line, Liam Neeson, Takad, Rajagul, whoever the flip he is in this film, says, well, training young Bruce, uh, training is nothing. Will is everything. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's not Batman at all. Batman is all about techniques, about certain what to do at certain times for certain things. This is like... If you believe strong enough, you can beat anybody. You can defeat your your opponent. He doesn't say that like that, but that's what his message says. It's a bunch of blarky, and it doesn't belong in a Batman flick unless you're Paul, a villain. Oh, wait, it was. Yeah, exactly my point. That's his one angle to try to keep Batman down. Like How if he. Tr succeed at all with that in mind. See, He's just going to go around like, hey, man, I'm going to beat you up because I have the biggest wheel. <laughs> no, Paul, technique, but if I really want to fight you, then I'm going to beat you. He, He's going to be kicked around so bad. Obviously, he he's not. What What was that, Reed? Well, that's yeah, a different it? point because he had a ring that <laughs> empowered that will. Yes, and it was based off, based off his will. Yes. That oh, great. Different. Not You're so talking much about Green Lantern. Okay. Yeah. Green Lantern. Which Got is why Batman can beat Green Lantern. Because <laughs> it's I all about the technique. Sure. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I 
kind of see your point, Paul, but I think that is mainly, that is just, I think, so there is something to be said about this film and its philosophies not being quite uh, uh, rigorous or accurate. accurate. Yes. I think it's a lot of, some of it's just to sort of sound nice. It sounds kind of right. But it's not it necessarily doesn't sound true. right at all. It sounds anti-Batman. Batman's all about different techniques from different skills. But doesn't he have to have the will to go on to? When to apply them? It's isn't it a both and situation here. Sure, this it, his was not a both <laughs> and. We'll go with yours. It, yeah. it must be both and though, otherwise they wouldn't train him in any technique. It would just be oh, just will it, just will yourself yeah, to do this. Exactly. It's like, oh, I can see that technique. Oh, this technique. Oh, this technique. It doesn't matter. Boom. It's all about will. All right, Paul. Well, you uh, got to have the will to learn the techniques, I guess. Yeah. But. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Already knew the techniques. All right, Paul. Fine. Oh, well, then fine. he's good. Reed, what's something you don't like about Batman Begins? Um, First on my list for that is Batman. Uh, this goes back to the car chase. Batman almost killing cops. Um, um, it's a miracle no one died. You're flipping right. It's a miracle. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, the first thing, like the beginning of the car chase, he drives right at this cop car and drives right over it. And I'm thinking, crunch, crunch. Doesn't I mean, he yeah, he's lucky nobody died. He drove right on top of that guy's head, yeah, more or less. And and then he continues like later when he's uh, I can't remember what exactly he does, but he makes cop cars flip over, and it's like there's no guarantee people are surviving that. And I know he's trying to save Rachel's life, so he's kind of in a hurry. But reckless driving. Yeah, yeah. It seems you know people people get all bent out of shape when Superman kills somebody in a movie. Um, but when Batman probably could have killed people and doesn't seem that remorseful for almost doing it, unlike Superman who screamed his heart out after he kills. Okay, I'm not going to get on that soapbox. Um, <laughs> Wait. Uh, and that movie's not 15 years old, so I don't think I'm allowed to talk about it. No. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, I, I didn't really like, at least, I would have at least liked some recognition that, yeah, I probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Or, you know, from him after the fact. Okay. You know well, what? I, I wouldn't have minded, but I absolutely agree with you, Reed, because he explicitly stated that in the beginning of the movie where he says, no, I don't want to kill anybody. That's mm-hmm. not what I wanted. So yeah, it goes against its own philosophy. Well, I think there's there's a difference between actively trying to kill someone and maybe accidentally killing someone. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys, if you're gonna go down this road, let's go back to one of the other movies we covered, uh, Batman 1989, and he explicitly kills gangsters in that movie. Did it bother you then? No, because he didn't explicitly say I'm not going to. In this movie, he explicitly Uh, says. All right, that's. Fair point, fair point. All right, fine. Got me on technicality, Paul. That's <laughs> right. Uh, something else that was a technicality annoyance for me was, and this sort of goes to like, Batman doesn't kill anyone. Okay. Falcone would have been like charred to a crisp on that spotlight. I'm sure really? those things are super oh, hot. I mean, right. they got to be to pump out that much light. I doubt they have LEDs back in 2005 to that degree. So well, it's obviously not true. I saw him. He was on that light and he wasn't charged. So I don't know what you're talking about. So much for your realistic <laughs> Batman movie. 
Oh, we're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's just something that really. It's a fair point. Really sort of took me out of the movie because it's like, come on, that's not going to, he's not going to be like, oh, I'm just sort of knocked out here. It's, it's cooling plexiglass. On oh, there. is that what it is? Oh. Okay, of course. <laughs> Science. Yeah. Yeah. Incandescent bulb, safe for the hands. I don't want to hear it, Rathion, with your excuse. No, it would have burned Falcone. Anyway, let's go back. They used my torches back then. <laughs> Let's go uh, back to Reed. Uh, what's something else you didn't like? Something else I didn't like. Um, one thing that's always bugged me, I think, from the beginning is the kid. The kid Aww. that Batman talks to in the rain. Yeah. And then Rachel, Rachel protects later. It, it yeah. mainly, the, mainly the part in the rain when he sees Batman. I just got this feeling that, like, that's not how a kid would react to seeing Batman. Especially well. this kid who... You Looks don't like know. Do you know Berman. this kid, Reed? Yeah, there's millions of kids who all act different, react differently. Yeah, can't see yes, and, I, and I teach a lot of them. Um, yeah, in another country, but okay. So way. here's what you should do: you should dress in Batman costume, go into your class, and see how they react. And I, you have to do that to seven billion kids until you found <laughs> all the kids on all the earth <laughs> in the year 2005 or at that age. Oh, okay. So I got to go back to 2005 to do it yeah. to prove if this is a realistic reaction. Exactly. Yeah. Glad, now you're picking up on what we're putting down. Good. Good thing we have a time machine. <laughs> yes, exactly. But, like, I, thought, I thought he was too eloquent. Um, All right. For a, chi- I for could, a child. I could see that. Like he'd be a little bit more flustered or something. Yeah. All right. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Kind of like uh, <laughs> Kevin at Home Alone. Ah! <laughs> he runs away. Yeah, he, he'd be more like that. Uh, Paul, let's go back to you. Did any of the the characterizations or actors not were they not believable for you, or was it something completely else that you didn't like about this film? Characterizations. You know what? This is probably my tragic maker, but I'm going to make it number two just okay. for fun. Thanks. But this is what I be- what I call when Batman becomes Aquaman. What? And all of a sudden, he's in a building, and he can now control bats and call them like Aquaman can control and talk to fish. And all of a sudden, all these bats come out of nowhere. You can't do that. Batman doesn't have a superpower that does he, that. He hits he a sensor. Yeah, oh, he hits a, a flashlight that. It's not a flashlight. It's a bit of tech. One building. It's not going to happen. Never, ever. Now, I know that this is a scene from Batman Year One in the comics. Oh. It's written by Frank Miller. Oh, cool. But it's one of those things that you shouldn't copy. It's just like in the first Superman movie where he spins around the world to undo time. Is that in the comics? You shouldn't copy, and they did, and it's tragic. I thought that totally, I totally bought into that. It's just, he has all this amazing tech. This is just something. I will pay you $2,000 out of my own account. Oh, oh. you can. The guy on the record here, guys. That, that's, that calls, uh, 2,000 bats into a building anytime you want it to. I'll find something. And then you'll owe me 2,000 clamoles. Yeah, a dollar for each bat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then I wanted you to give it to me so that I can use it when we need to when I need a day off at work. <laughs> so I need to find video evidence, essentially. 
No, I want you. Yeah, yeah. To show that it can, it's a calling card. That it's a, it's a, it's a beeper for bats or whatever. Okay, so just watch Batman Begins again. All right, I'll take my two thousand yeah. dollars, please. <laughs> Not a documentary, Terry. <laughs> Okay, fine, uh, fine, fine, Paul. Um, so that device was almost a treasure. Is not the Aquaman of bats. Okay, it wasn't. He wasn't using a mental ability. It was a piece of tech. I tell Aquaman you, Aquaman. Whatever he's calling him, just like Aquaman calls fish to the it's sea. It's like attractional. Like there's something about that yeah, frequency that's come works. here, like a mating yeah. call, maybe. Yeah, it doesn't work. Ah, uh, like a dog whistle. Sure, sure. Let you invent a dog whistle that calls 2,000 dogs into a building. It doesn't work. (laughs) Okay, well, Paul, you were dissatisfied that he had this piece of tech that did this crazy thing. I was dissatisfied that the Gotham Courthouse apparently didn't have a very clear piece of tech called a metal detector that into the point where it just let two people with guns in. What courthouse doesn't have a metal detector? That's ridiculous. Uh, that that really took down the realism of this movie for me. Well, that was back then in Gotham. Do that. You t- no, no, no. <laughs> this is this is when Christian Bale's character has grown. I mean, he's in his twenties or before college or after college. The shooting of 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 that time, they installed that. <laughs> seriously, I know you can't see my face through this through my Batman costume, but seriously. Yeah, there was more of the open area. You show me a courthouse back in 2005 that doesn't have a metal detector, and I'll give you a dollar for every courthouse you find in 2005 that doesn't have a metal detector. I'll let you have that. (laughs) You know, on that on that point, I could have I could have gotten by with with the the woman who comes up and shoots shoots uh, Chill. Yeah, she's obviously working for Falcone and. And he has his ways of getting, he's a corrupt, you know, they're corrupt cops and he has his ways of getting stuff in. But then Bruce Wayne just walks right in with one. Yeah. Then it's a little iffy. I yeah. Can, uh, I mean, if they showed there. like the, the metal detectors, like the entrance for that and like he was outside of it, even though he still got into the courtroom with the gun, I think he's even playing with it while he's in there. He so yeah. The guy at the, at the <laughs> metal detector. Uh-huh. Here's a couple simoleons. Yeah, yeah. Leave me alone. That won't make the press at all. Pot tosses it over the top of the metal detector, catches it on the other side. And yeah. He's not Batman yet, guys. Okay. <laughs> uh, so that's something I don't like. All right. No, that, that makes sense, yeah. But now it's time to get into the things we hated. Oh, my Swear God. Swear to me your hatred <laughs> for this film with your tragic makers. Let's begin with Reed. What say you that you hated about most? About most? about Batman Begins most. Well, hate is a strong word, but I really, really, really didn't like the um, I won't kill you, but I don't have to save you. Yes. Oh, so really? Like, uh, it's like... Which is indirectly killing him. It's indirectly killing I mean, what is it? Churchill said, like, if you, you know, allowing evil to happen with the, and you have the power to stop it, then that's the same thing as doing it kind of thing it's like mm. what bart said. i should have researched that quote before i came on <laughs> yeah, um, good man i'm gonna come at you with my fist and if you don't move <laughs> yes exactly i think the churchill quote is evil men or evil triumphs when good men do nothing well yeah, they, some, he has quotes about i that. guess that's okay oh, yeah. 
No, he only had that one quote ever. Yeah, that is, yeah, he never <laughs> said another thing. He, exactly. He miraculously spoke that one time to say that one thing. And turn anyway, the tide of no. World War II. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> and turn the, the World War II. Um, but no, the, just and uh, like Paul was saying earlier in the movie, he's like, I don't kill. And like, don't kill, don't kill. And then it's like, he's, you know, stretching the meaning of kill um, to be like, well, if I'm not touching, like, I'm not touching you, and so I'm not killing you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm touching uh, can't get mad. Not killing can't get mad. <laughs> I'm not touching you. I, if, if you die, it's not my fault. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I forget, but Reed wasn't, who, who said this? One of you said that you really liked the comeuppances that these, that all these villains nope. had, right? Am I totally remember misremembering that? Uh, oh, oh yeah, I said that. I like that he died. I just didn't like that Batman did it. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I see. I see your point. All right, all right. Fair. I didn't uh, like. Well, I didn't like the contradiction of what he said earlier. If he had been, but I mean, hey, you know, Reed, Batman obviously knows he's a superhero, and and this is a supervillain, and supervillains always come back, so he's not really killing him. He's just yeah. letting him go. Really, he's letting well, him go. And that is the worse, worser sin, if you ask me. The worser sin. Are we are we grading sins on this, or are we just going to say what's good and bad here? <laughs> uh, let's not grade the sin, and let's not grade my poor grammar. How about that? Okay. <laughs> uh, Paul, I'm going to go before you, because I'm sure you have okay. a doozy. <laughs> and mine is that isn't actually that big, but... Are you kidding me? There's so many big things to choose from. <laughs> I it actually, and this is a pretty subtle thing. It, it seemed very convenient and almost trite that they built up not only Thomas Wayne as this philanthropist, doctor, seemingly perfect father. So that was one that was enough to be like, okay, okay, a bit saccharine right now. But then, no, Bruce's granddad, oh, he was a member of the Underground Railroad. And like, it's like your whole family line is this perfect, these perfect people. I'm sure that's not the case in reality, but they're, they sort of seem to compose wait, it like that. Wait, reality? <laughs> well, this is trying to be realistic, right? So I just, I thought that was a bit too much. I mean, uh, I, I, I guess talk about your crazy uncle who loved bats or something. I think throw something like that in would have been fun yeah. as well and, or, and made oh, sense in some regard. Or what about your crazy uncle Joe who built stuff that would attract animals to it? And yeah. then you have a seed for this device that he attracts bats to himself. Crazy uncle Joe Wayne. Exactly. Yeah. That guy. With this Aquaman abilities <laughs> for bats. Aquaman abilities. He actually met. Aquaman's mother underwater <laughs> a long time ago and she showed him this thing and and okay okay let's get back to the <laughs> this is Aquaman ah uh, my goodness my goodness guys uh Paul let's finish it out with your tragic maker for Batman right. Begins when Christopher Nolan went out and set out to direct this movie and write the movie, said, I want a, a gritty, more realistic Batman. And everyone that commented, almost the most people that commented, said they like the more reality Batman. Yet, when we get to the last 
third of the movie, all reality goes <laughs> out the window. Let's begin. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's a long list here. So, Do you want me to rebut it's as a, you go or at the end? You can try. Okay. So let's see. Um, when Lucius gives an antidote. Oh, we, we, we got the antidote from your blood. So no one is avail- is can be poisoned anymore. We can just make antidote from whatever you're poisoned from. Okay, moving on. Why don't they just do that for the whole city? They tried. He was trying to build that, but it just took time. No, no. What I'm saying is no one will ever die of poisoning again because they could just take your blood and give you the antidote from that. That's ridiculous. Doesn't happen that way. If Lucius Fox is alive, he would. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go to the the car chase. If you've ever watched a car chase and they have a helicopter on you, you slowing down is not going to make you lose the helicopter. The helicopter's on you, you're gone. Let the, I'll give you, you're gone. You mean they've got you? You mean? All right. And okay, the water inspector says, "Oh." That's because it hasn't. There, oh, it needs yeah. to be triggered by something. You don't know. How's you would that? have to that for weeks. And this one guy analyzing <laughs> wouldn't know. Like, oh, let's just save five weeks of plot <laughs> point and just say that. Oh, it needs to be uh, exposed somewhere. It needs okay. to be breathed in or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah that I found that part. equally annoying. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And um. Okay. Let's see. Oh, how about when Batman? As he's going to let Ra's al Ghul die, he throws his battering out the window and it cuts the train in half. His boot, his battering cuts the train no, in half. No, it was, no, he had an down. explosive one that he tossed behind him. The battering in the window was so that there's an air current in so he could like glide out. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to throw a battering out a window and it's going to blow the train in half so no, I can glide it, out. No, That's there are two different things. There's an explosive. No, Watch it. He throws it out and the train slices in half. How does that make sense? Okay. Forget that. Just before that, he jumps off a building five stories, lands on a car and is poisoned and gets up and is like, I'm all right. (laughs) That's like Indiana Jones in the bridge. (laughs) He's not going to be all right. Okay. And this this is, I remind you, this is a more reality driven Batman. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And oh, there's no police left to send to the island. This, how many times is Nolan going to do this? Send all the police <laughs> into the Gotham in one area. I think probably one more time. Huh? I think one probably more one time. more time he'll do that. Yes. So I don't know what happened when they got to the finale. They're just like, <laughs> let's just throw all reason out the window and just, you know, go for it. Let's get it. It's, it feels like there was another writer brought in because it just didn't make a lot of sense. Oh, I wonder if that could be the case. I could see maybe that being the what happened. But was that all David S. Boyer's contribution? <laughs> maybe, maybe. Let's punch this up with some unrealism. Ha ha ha. Nolan probably wrote like twelve hours worth of the studio. <laughs> like, no, we gotta have it to be two hours. And he's like, How about two hours and twenty minutes? Okay, what can you do? <laughs> Short, cut short, cut short, cut exactly. short. Exactly. <laughs> oh, it probably has to be uh, air salt in the air. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course, dude. Let's, let's conveniently get this thing that was stolen by Wayne Enterprises that heats up water from 
five stories up high as it goes along at 90 miles an hour on a train. I don't think the train's going 90 miles an hour. It's not a bullet train. Whatever. It's still not good. It's not reality based. That's for sure. Oh, my goodness gracious, Paul. Well, with all our trajectories entered into the firing computer, let's find out if Alice has a firing solution for us. Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready on your mark. This one, I don't know what to expect, but do we rate <laughs> Batman Begins a classic? We'd recommend anyone go out and see this film, whether or not they've seen it before. A nostalgic, it's worth rewatching if you enjoyed watching it as a kid or in your childhood, or you just remember liking it last time you saw it. Or a tragic, we wouldn't recommend anyone see this, whether or not you've seen it before. If you remember liking it, don't sully it with a rewatch and definitely don't go out and watch it for the first time. Let's start with our guests as we'd like to. Reed, what is your final rating for Batman Begins? You predicted classic. What is it now? I am going to still say classic. Still say classic. (laughs) Even after Paul's stunning array of dislikes in his Tragic Maker? Well, I mean, basically, I might dislike some. I liked all the unrealistic. No, <laughs> I, I, under, I understood. I understood the criticism of the unrealistic thing, but it wasn't enough to bring the whole thing down for me to the point of nostalgic. Because I still think it's it's very entertaining, engaging, um, an entertaining action movie mm-hmm. that I think people who even even people who only have like a cursory knowledge or even don't know anything about Batman or the comics would still enjoy if they watched it and they'd never seen it before. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, based on the criteria, the grading criteria, I think it fits under classic. Cool. Awesome. Reed. Thank you. Uh, Paul, what say you? Cause I didn't really like it when it came out and I don't think I've seen it since I came out. Really? Actually, oh my goodness. And one of the things I remember not liking it the first time was his voice and the Batman voice didn't bother me while watching it. This oh, time. you know what? So, Can I, real quick, I want to say yeah, yeah. I almost was expecting it to be. I remembered it way more gravelly than it yeah, turned out to be. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. you're not disguising your voice very well, Batman. Yeah. So and there there are a lot of and it is entertain it's more entertaining than I remember it being so I chalked it up to nostalgic because you got to turn your brain off on some of this stuff I mean come on okay nostalgic <laughs> nostalgic all right wow and with me reading this tragic I don't know we're yeah. no I'm kidding <laughs> so I know you would love that Paul I would love it but no I I predicted classic and. I'm I'm very surprised Paul didn't rate this as tragic, but I'm glad you're entertained by it. Um, but for me, Francisco, I rate it a classic as well. It was very sa- it was a very satisfying uh, m- movie experience. I got everything I would want out of a Batman origin story. Reed, I'm sort of the person you you were essentially talking about. This person who's not very familiar with the comics. I've definitely seen the previous Batman movies and other uh, visual uh, or um, more. Uh, live action slash animated iterations of the Cape Crusader, but not, uh, I've never, I've, I think I shared on our Batman return, Batman returns episode, how 
I tried reading a Batman comic book and it was so boring to me <laughs> that I never yeah. gave Batman another shot in the comics. Uh, but yeah, this was. Ba- a- I was about to say Batman comics generally are a slow burn. Mm-hmm. It, it takes a certain slower pace, mm-hmm. and that's because it's very methodical, not just like your will, will push through. <laughs> <laughs> he has the skills and the tech <laughs> throwing a batarang and cutting a train in half but apparently That's not right. enough technology or skill to call bats to himself well fine whatever you need at least you need at least 12 batarangs to do that and it takes five issues <laughs> yeah. Gosh. anyway according to the retro rewind podcast we rate batman begins a slightly disputed classic film we'd recommend anyone go out and see this film whether or not they've seen it before now, but, Francisco, I'm curious. Yeah, go for Would it. You, you rated a classic. Is this a kind of classic where you have not seen this, you have to go out and see this? Or... I mean, that's not how I rate classics. I would definitely show this to my kids when they're old enough to see it because it's. I think it's definitely enjoyable and whatnot. And the swear to me is definitely quotable and stuff like that. Okay, but you wouldn't say to your kids, no, you have to see this. I don't like, think I'd say that to any of my kids. I I to any of my you kids. You want to say that about Back to the Future? I don't I don't know if I'd force them to watch any movie. I'd hope they'd would watch movies. There's definitely <laughs> movies I'd say they couldn't watch. <laughs> but yeah, I I don't know if there's a movie that I'm like you have to watch this. You will I will disown you if you do not watch this. Uh you have to watch Star Wars. At least get some th- They've seen Star Wars. They've seen A New Hope. So Oh, well, there you go. There you go. Wait, which version? Did Han shoot first? Yeah, I think Han shot first. Oh, good, good, good. Okay, moving on. Uh, No, wait, no, no, I think Greedo shot first. Whichever version you have, Paul, that's that version. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now on Disney Plus, they both shoot at the same time. Oh, spoilers. Great. Anyway, I think, you know, we're talking about disney plus and things of 20xx so let's get back uh to 20xx alice 20xx Comsats online receiving incoming transmission ah uh, feels good to be back but we wouldn't have been able to travel back to 2005 to begin with if it weren't for our amazing reflex capacitors namely Jared Holzhauer, Deborah Powers, Brian King, Patrick Hicks, LJ Lowry, Chris Cowan, The Feeling Film Podcast, Chris Owens, Geek Devotions, The Untold Podcast, Mrs. Lomax, James Kennison, Daryl Hafner, Kevin Joshua Burnham, Drew of the Cellcast, Ashley Cronenbitter, and Pastor Deuston, in addition to four other awesome patrons as well. Thank you all so much for keeping the gigawatts coming, and if you want to help us keep flying for as little as $1 a month and get bonus content for your generosity, head over to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash support to see how and while we're thinking our supporters we also want to give a big bat hug to our subscribers on twitch which is another way to send us a couple bucks a month if you have amazon prime you can subscribe for free find out how at retrorewindpodcast.com slash twitch prime but hey let's keep the gratitude train going now because we love hearing from you be it our itunes reviews comments on our website or through our contact form uh, and we don't have any new uh, feedback from you like that but thank you all everyone who has reached out to us in the past and continues to reach out to us whether it's email thanks to everyone here in chat we have an awesome group of people uh enthusiasts rathion uh cool deluxe dale 
Geeky Devotions and Lessie for short were here earlier. It's so awesome having you guys join in here, join us here for the podcast, even though we can't interact with you necessarily. Uh, it's really cool just seeing your names here and seeing you guys talk to one another. And if you're on the gratitude train, please don't throw any batterings. It'll split the train in half. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh. So thank you everyone who has reached out to us before. RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 194 is the place to find timestamps for this episode, links to contact us, and links for voting on the movies you want us to review. But that's not the only place you can reach us. Paul, where else can people find the show? And also yourself. I'm right here. Okay, but where can people find you online? Oh, okay. You can feel free to talk to us and share anything you like or find funny that's 15 years or older. On our social media, we are Retro Rewind Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can join our Discord server by going to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Discord. Also, I've mentioned we are on Twitch. You can watch and chat with us live as we record this podcast and play retro video games and create pixel art. And maybe even a Saturday Cade that's no longer on Saturday. <laughs> What's going on? You can find it all on Twitch.tv slash RetroRewind pod and if you want to find me paul j powers you can go to pauljpowers.com where you can stop by and say hi thank you paul uh, for being <laughs> thank you paul I, for being an awesome you're like my uh alfred to my batman so it's just, I just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for being an awesome friend awesome co-host so appreciate getting to do this podcast with you thank you Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no i really appreciate doing this with you as well as we appreciate reed coming on so thank you reed benson for coming on and taking time to discuss batman begins reed please tell us how people can find you online and if there's anything you'd like to promote oh well, i'm not <clears throat> i'm not ubiquitous online or anything like that but i have a twi- what is that face i have a twitter <laughs> twitter account at a Good read B, a good read B, B. the letter B, and read spelled R E E D. Oh, um, okay. Here, where I'm mostly retweet things. Read point yeah. point down real quick in frame. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Stop. Yeah, there. That's his. That's his okay. Twitter handle for those. I that... got my Twitter handle down there. Yeah, I yeah. can't even not even pay attention. No worries. That's my Twitter. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes if I'm feel like it. And have time. I post things on DeviantArt, even though I'm not a good artist. Oh, cool. Well, that's cool. Um, I didn't know that. That's where I post things I write. Um, but I don't write a lot either. But I should. <laughs> yes, anyway, you should. You can find me at, if you go DeviantArt. What is it? It's like DeviantArt. It's a good read. Oh, okay. No B. No B. No B. Okay. A good read on DeviantArt. And, um, yeah, that's about it. Well, thank you so much, Reed, for being a part of the show. It was awesome getting to have you on. And thank you for listening. I know you've been listening for quite a while. I appreciate you as a fan and glad you got to finally be a guest host on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Of course. Uh, but it wasn't too disappointing. Not at all. It, apparently, you know. raised our vocabulary level through the roof. So well, thank you. I guess that makes up for a classic rating. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Paul. <laughs> Superfluous. <laughs> <laughs> well you are definitely not superfluous uh reed so thank you again for being on but as much as i like having you on the show and i like hanging out with paul on this podcast 
I appreciate you guys not as much as I appreciate you. Yes, you listening right this very second. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Bob. And uh, Juanita. (laughs) (laughs) And Susan. And... And you listening right now. (laughs) I was was hoping more names would come to me. But if that were, if any of those, if any of you listening, that's your name, and you're like, whoa, how does he know me? Thank you for listening, Batman. And and (laughs) and Hobbs and the Smurfs. (laughs) In all seriousness, I really appreciate you listening. Whether this is your first time listening to the show, or you're a part of our Rad Rewinder community. Thanks for spending time with us, and we pray you are more joyful now than when you first hit play. I have been and continue to be Francisco Ruiz. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at FXRUIZX, and you can hire me to do pixel art illustrations for you via Fiverr at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Fiverr, or better yet, you're a fan of the show, just contact me through Instagram or Twitter, and let's work something out. Yeah. Yeah, let's just do that. Uh, and finally... We want you to swear to me. <laughs> swear to me. Yeah, at RetroRewindPodcast.com. <laughs> but seriously, we are also part of the Christian Geek Central network at ChristianGeekCentral.com, so you may need to swear to them. No, don't swear to them, or, or Batman, or... Let your yes be yes and your no be no. How about that? There we go. There you go. There we go. Uh, you can catch us at CGC or our website, but like a Pokemon, we got to catch you all for Young Guns, our next episode of the Retro Rewind podcast. How am I supposed to- Retro Rewind mission complete. Proceed to Nap Point Omega and return to base. Well, what are you waiting for? The sequel?